30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, the rock star of Riz, Tyler Mack, <laughs> and joined by the co-host. <clears throat> he is the juicy one. He's freshly squeezed. He's marvelous in his own right. True. The doctor of nerdonomics. Dr. Davis. What's up, Doc? Yo, 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 yo. Tell me about this. Where did this Riz thing come from? And I do know what that means, by the way. On the on the board behind Bonnie's desk is modern words, new modern words that were being you taught. ate. Yeah, you ate stuff like that. Uh no, no crumbs, no cap, bus, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's the office basically trying to stay up to date, and her daughter Callie will send in terms every couple of weeks and say, "Here's a new one to put on the board." So a week ago, she did Riz. Yes, which is shorter for charisma. Basically, it means you've got game. Yeah, I, I was told that I had Riz after we heard that, and I went, "Oh." Well, cool. Who told you, you you have Riz? But me and Bonnie agreed that we both have Riz. She said, you've got Riz. I've got Riz. I went, okay, okay. I couldn't be Captain Charisma because that's taken by AEW slash WWE superstar Christian, the mm. captain of Charisma. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I don't want to use Charisma. Let's use today's term, Riz. <laughs> And then I just wanted an R word with it. So the rock star of Riz. Wow. So that's a new moniker I'm trying to work. I'm, 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 I'm trying to make a thing. Do you know what slay means? Yeah, uh, I got told a lot backstage by the late elementary and early middle schoolers that I slay every yes. time on, on stage. Yes, and yes. I, and I, the first time they said that, they said, Tyler, you just slay. And I went. I've never fought a dragon in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. And they just stared at me. I went, I've kn- not funny. I've kn- oh, cool. cool, I've, cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've known Slay for a long time. Well, so Slay's I feel like around for- the, the kids that uh, you were around, I think they're a little uh, behind on the times because I know for a fact that in my classroom where they used as a, like a changing air or whatever, mm-hmm. my kids had left some messages for them on the board and they, filled in the spots and left messages themselves. And they use slay about 500 times. 
slay is like still something that kids say but not nearly as much as they did like six months ago i mean get with six the program. months dude there were vines where people use the term slay so well, slay's been around i think it's just making a resurgence ah as things often do as as things often do i'm See, waiting this for is, dank to come back this is the part of the show that's the 30 part the nerdy part comes <laughs> in like we're 30 we this don't is, know what these things is, mean and this is like where we stay up to date on non-nerdy stuff we just, try to figure it out and then we share it with you but See, a I lot of the people what you ate meant until callie told me or gat that was on the board for a while you know what, what? gat Gat. Gat. You got yeah. a level a level four a level four gat. G-Y-A-T. Apparently it means you have a nice butt. Riz, I can get. You ate, I can even get. Like you did really well. Okay. You ate. You finished the plate. Right. Gat has nothing to do with butt. Well, just like no cap means like straight up no lion. No but lion. it has does not connect at all. Yeah, has nothing to do with the other. Do, so when she wrote yacht on the board, I was like, Callie, that's not a word. She said, it is these days. And then she defined it for us. I was like, a butt? A yacht? Ugh. What's going to happen like 60, 70 years from now when people are talking like that and it has no connection at all to the thing it really means? Yeah. Words like great job awesome those are going to be like dying words yeah there's going to be well, not every new dictionary not every word can be as good as dank no that's a that's a generational word that has not come back and i think it's just because they don't know how to use it we do we could school them on we should start you should start talking in 90s to your kids and see if they're like what is that mr d <laughs> <laughs> be like oh what, you guys don't know that one oh oh well let me define it for you yeah no the reaction would be you're so old speaking of how is the school life you just finished a program for veterans day I, yes I i'm the program director for our annual veterans day program at our school and it's uh, very important to us it's uh, a big deal every year and ever since I started at the school that I'm at now, I have uh, taken on that duty and it is an honor uh, to do so. Um, the show went went really well. I had some kids uh, who did a little performance of Hamilton. They did my shot from Hamilton. And if you've seen right. Hamilton or you're a musical theater person, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I really just did it because I had a lot of kids who were excited about performing mm -hmm. and and love hamilton and i thought hey let's let's just try something out i'm sure that most of the veterans had no idea what they were talking about when they were up there you know rapping but yeah it was fun and they were exciting and 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 they looked great so you know i'm sure it was great and they got a really great response even oh, if good. they didn't know what they were talking about they yeah. might have i don't know but uh it was great and and overall the show was a success and i was uh very tired by the end of the week but very I would imagine grateful. So. Yeah. Uh, to those of Mr. D's class that do listen to this show, I did see a video and you all did fantastic. Yeah. I showed Donald you off. Tripton for playing oh, Hamilton. Yeah. And Secretary Hamilton. Yeah. 
That was really cool. It was really cool. You could see the, the excitement. You could. You could see that yes. they're just like, we're getting, we might not, rights for Hamilton might be 30 years down the line. Literally, I said that to them. I said, this right now could be the one and only opportunity that you will ever have to perform anything mm-hmm. Hamilton ever. This mm-hmm. is it. This and they were it. like, what? Cherish and then it. I tried to explain to them. And they were like, okay, well, and they did a great job. Speaking of one that's that's down the line, years from having rights to do, I have since people have been crave raging raising blah, 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 raving about it, I have listened to the soundtrack to uh Hades Town. Yeah. You know, I know the story it's telling. Yeah, yeah. If you fo- if you love Greek mythology, you know the story it's telling of Eurydice and all that. And I love Greek gods. Like I, sure. I would love to play Hades in this show or Hermes in this show. However, there's something about the story they're telling and the way they've done the music for me that there's like this disconnect. The music feels like Ain't Misbehaving or Ragtime or The Princess and the Frog. But the story they're telling is this old. Yeah greek what normal people would be like boring ancient story so it's just it's great don't get me wrong uh i highly recommend if you like musical theater and you haven't listened to it uh hades town would be a fun show to do but there's something that i'm just like something doesn't match it feels weird hearing this kind of jazzy style of music talking about something that most people would say is not jazzy (laughs) whatsoever uh, but it's interesting. It's a really interesting concept. You know, I think uh, something that we should consider doing, and we've done a couple of theater-specific mm-hmm. um, episodes of the show in the past, like early on, I think, in the run of the oh, show. It's been a long time. We should do it. I think that's something we should revisit, especially since we know we've got um, a little bit of a following uh, at mm-hmm. my school. And uh, a lot of those kids have some interest in theater. So maybe I can see what do you want to hear about? What uh, oh. should we cover? What, what what do you want to know? Even though Absolutely. you have me as your teacher for that thing on a daily basis, for mm. some reason, this is different through this format. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we'll do that coming up great. next season. Absolutely. In the, in the Sinister Sixth. Yes, the Sinister Sixth season. Speaking of that, we are mere episodes away from the ending of season five uh it's been a fun season i know that it has not been a uh as long list of episodes that we're typically doing but we've made sure like the episodes when we are releasing our good conversation topics that are you know worth talking about and sometimes uh you know a week may go by and you know we don't have anything to talk about so um it's been the a product of the product of the time. So season five has been fun. Uh, we kicked it off with a crossover uh, with Johnny has the keys podcast talking about the fifth element. That was great. And uh, we hopefully look forward to uh, this week, if not next week, uh, have another crossover conversation about the cult classic sci-fi movie. They live. Can't wait. With one Rowdy Roddy Piper and yeah. Keith David. Uh, yeah. looking forward to it if you have not seen it before we get to that episode take a chance uh, search for it on your smart tv or your netflix or wherever it's at 
and uh, give it a watch. Uh, it was definitely an interesting movie. You can see why it's a cult classic, uh, but uh, I definitely recommend watching it before we do that episode in, in the next couple episodes. And then, of course, as we've been talking about, we are going to be finishing the season with the redemption question mark. Question mark. Batman and Robin Schumacher's last outing as uh, Batman writer and director. Keep and, an open mind, yes. people. Just keep an open mind. It'll be fun. And it was the last one before we got the the Christopher Nolan series. Oh, that's true. That's true. So we had a nice little gap after what that a, one before. What a transition. <laughs> Huge transition. It's so, I mean, another point of redemption here. Without Batman and Robin, does the Dark Knight series exist? Oh, possibly not. Hey, that's one more. I think that's a total of like three that I've come <laughs> up with. So three redemptions so far. You, know, you got to tune in for the rest of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so we've got a couple of those episodes. Time to chill we... out. Yes. Just chill. Other than that work has been picking up for the bartenders we're in that season where we get the uh uh the leaf lookers the christmas crazies the newlyweds and nearly deads that's what (laughs) that's what the locals call this time of year it will be busy from uh, really busy from about the next week or so through about january 4th shout out so, to our friends and partners over at yes, Tennessee Legend Distillery. Distillery. Speaking of uh Studio 66, we've got two podcasts rolling. Between Two Barrels podcast, which is the official podcast of Tennessee Legend Distillery, and it's all about legends of Tennessee, whether they be local legends of the Sevierville area like Dolly Parton, state legends like Johnny Cash and Davy Crockett and stuff like that, all the way to urban legends like the Wendigo and the Tennessee Wildman, Sasquatch, stuff like that. So, and we also dive into the business of distilling terms that you may not know. Uh, how our products, uh, we've done one episode and he'll be on multiple times with our head distiller and learned about a lot of uh, the ins and outs of that. This may be privileged information that we maybe can't share. Yes. Out on the sound waves. But uh, yeah. When Will we hear an episode about the queen herself, Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton. That'll be soon. That'll be very soon. Probably yeah, she's this got month. a rock and roll album coming out. She does. She does. Year. That'll probably be this month. Our most recent episode, we di- dove into the world of one uh, Jasper Daniel. Jasper Newton Daniel. Okay. Uh, A.K.A. Jack Daniel. Uh, the man who basically paved the way for Tennessee whiskey and stuff like that. So uh, it was a very interesting story, which uh, one thing uh, you have to listen to the whole thing to get all the other ins and outs. But one thing that you may not know is that he was partnered with a preacher in the early days. A preacher was uh-huh. his business partner okay. and his congregation was cool with it. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, it was uh, very interesting to learn a lot about Jack Daniels and where the actual recipe comes from. It doesn't come from Jack or the preacher. It actually comes from uh, one of the preacher's slaves that he owned that worked for them. And even after being freed, returned to work for the distillery. It's really cool stuff. 
uh, that we we find out and learn uh, in between two barrels. And if you're a sports fan, especially an SEC football fan, we have the Cocky Top podcast uh, that talks about all SEC football with a focus on South Carolina and Tennessee because those are Brian's. That's Brian's fan base and my fan base. <clears throat> So, I'm sure the uh, episode coming up this week uh, will be very interesting. It will be. Oy. It was a rough, Oy. rough thing to watch yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Thus is football. Yeah. The life of a Tennessee Vol fan. Yes, it is. As well. Other than that, we are just patiently awaiting for the next encore season to kick off. I recently became a company member. I got my first company meeting tomorrow. Yeah. So excited about that. And uh, we today went to our dear friends Emma and Aaron's wedding shower, uh, so that was great. They are less than a month away from their big day, so very uh, excited for them. But aside from that, this past weekend, Marvel fans ate well. Yeah, and there are no crumbs. There are no crumbs. Thursday was the big finale of Loki Season 2. Yeah. along with the soft opening night for the Marvels. So, big weekend for Marvel. Do you like comic books? What about movies and TV shows? Well, we may be the show for you. We're Hops Geek News, a weekly podcast that discusses comics, movies, and TV shows while featuring a beer of the week. Every week, we chat about what we messed up on the week before, and then we dive into what we're reading and watching, as well as some news. We then wrap it up with a geek-themed topic of the week. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts by searching Hops Geek News. Cheers. Cheers. it off with loki loki season two has ended in what a freaking finale it was my goodness really cool epic oddly though tom hiddleston's talking like that's it that's it yeah the terms he, he's been using he's been yeah. saying it was a close to 14 years of 14 life. years yes he uh made an appearance on jimmy fallon and Side note, uh, the SAG strike just officially ended. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was the first guest who could actually talk about his projects on the show. So Mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon was obviously stoked about that. But yeah, he was saying that kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's the close of all this time. And, you know, honestly, Loki's in a good spot where this, you know, that could really be it. And it's like a great ending for him. You know, I would have really to came say, full man, circle that Tony and Loki had the best arcs. Yes, out that of the entire, entire that finale so cemented 
Loki as one of the greatest characters. Uh, characters in the MCU. I mean, he's one of those like he's top tier. I mean, not, yes. not only due to his longevity, but just the epicness of that final that final mm-hmm. act that he had storming through, you know, the abyss there Mm -hmm. grabbing all those branches slowly the struggle walking up to that throne and then that last shot just of him sitting there content just his glorious purpose yeah oh so great it was great um and like i said you know if it's over beautiful but again we probably will see some of that cast down the line once we start playing more with the multiverse and Kang's coming back, the TVA will have to be, that's apparently where they're at now, is keeping track of finding Kang variants uh, to take care of. So that looks like that's the new the new mission of the TVA is to protect these timelines as opposed to pruning them. Right. So it'd be cool, Um, and I would imagine Sylvie will join in on the war. Uh, down the line and there's still an opportunity where the war could take us to the throne that loki's sitting at i do think that that could as i said that could be like the perfect ending Mm -hmm. for loki but i have thoughts on him having some involvement again in the future um Mm -hmm. and and i'm wondering i mean like the bigger the more epic this secret war multiversal war whatever it is that's that's coming along goes you know wouldn't it make sense for loki to be the one now that he knows he's controlling holding time together he can blip through time and go to any point in time when we need heroes we need we're most desperate for the avengers who's the guy who can go and find captain america who can go and find tony stark all of these heroes who he's fought and lost against and we bring them back into the fold this opportunity of a very emotional reunion to happen between this loki and thor Uh because that is i believe one of the the uh writers on the show recently in an interview with variety or somebody said that that is in the back of their mind that is at the top of a list is to have that moment to get these characters to the reunion with each other, this yeah. Loki, where Loki is Thor truly what his brother became. Yeah. That he became the, the person he knew he could be. Yeah. So I think that that's still quite possible down the road. I think their days of, of uh, playing get help are probably done at this point though. <laughs> yeah. Loki's sort of past that. Yes. Now. yes. He's evolved he literally. He is, but we see a, a somewhat sad Mobius, Sylvie. They do miss Loki, but Mobius goes to his to the timeline to see what he was, and he says, you know, I think I'll stay here for a little bit. And let time pass. God, oh. that, was, that was beautiful because he has spent all of these eons at the TVA where there is no time passing, mm-hmm. and he really has tried hard to separate once he found out that he had a life and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's really tried hard to sort of separate himself from that. And now that he's there and he's just going to let time pass something that's new to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, that was beautiful. Owen Wilson, like give this man his flowers, you know, 
Um, apparently, the rumor is we'll see him pop up in some form or fashion in Deadpool. So that is the rumor. I'm really stoked for Deadpool. Is there anything else Marvel coming out? I mean, that's not. Uh, no, I guess that is technically MCU. So it is, but that is the next and only thing dropping in 2024 is Deadpool three. Um, I know we've been getting trailers for Echo, uh, but I, I don't know if that's till 2024 or 2025. Let me um, just do a quick check here and make sure. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Deadpool 3 is next, and that's the only thing we're going to get all year next year uh, in the theaters is Deadpool 3 in the summer. And then we'll, well be it'll getting... be like the old days where we only had one movie. The end of Phase 5, then following year, will be Captain America Brave New World. Mm-hmm. And then Phase 6 will begin in 2025 with the Fantastic Four. Then we'll get Thunderbolts, Blade, uh, the following year, Avengers, the King Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars, which is slated for a 2027 release. Brother, that's four years away. We will be 38. Jeez. When I will have a 10 year old who will go with us, probably she will actually. Yeah, that's kick off crazy to think generation of and also very exciting. Yes, do you think that that could be the end of the MCU for the time being? Uh, For the time being, I I think maybe it should be, might be smart too. Um, there is. Really, a lot of Marvel fatigue. Um, and as, I would say it's not superhero about. fatigue. I think it's connected universe fatigue. Well, it could also just be franchise fatigue. I mean, franchise think about fatigue. how many sequels and reboots. And I mean, and, and as great as it was, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. has been rebooted. That's becoming a whole new thing. We're getting mm-hmm. more of that. Star um, Wars. Star Wars is never French, is a full on never in Harry Potter's time. being rebooted. Mm-hmm. Hunger Games is getting a new thing. It's just you might be receiving franchise fatigue, and it might be why horror is doing so well in the box office is because it's just boom, it's just done. Yeah, and you know, like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, now that might I mean, that is franchise. <laughs> that is, but you know, yeah, still, and, and that was the new original thing, though. Yes, that was the new original thing. Um, the thing that we we haven't gotten much of genre wise, uh, before we get back to Loki, is um, remember there was a time there where we got like um, Troy and like a Hercules and like uh, uh, clash of the Titans. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that like that time movies yeah. that had to do with that time, those kind of have disappeared. That Didn't ancient they do like history. a, a Ben Hur remake too. They did. They did do a Ben Hur remake. So like that ancient part of history has kind of disappeared in, in movies as of late. Uh, we do still get war movies. War movies will never go away. It makes money and it plays on the patriotism in our country. So those will always be here and they'll always make money. But yeah, I think big franchises uh, need to take a break uh, because everywhere you look is a franchise these days. 
or a starting a franchise. Like now we've got the monster universe with Godzilla and King Kong that's starting. Mm. We've had the fast franchise, the saw franchise, the it's just franchises yeah. are are tiring people out the general audience. Now you How? will have your your base your your base fans who are like, give keep giving it. I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. But your general audience are kind of tired of franchises right now. How can I miss you if you won't go away? Mm -hmm. But back to Loki, I think the other thing that this, for me, this season, and especially those last few episodes, really brought, uh, piggybacking off of like there's franchise fatigue, (laughs) brought my excitement back though. Yeah, you said, yeah. You set up my Marvel. Yeah. Uh, something has been revived. I'm revived yeah, my, on the MCU. My, my uh, excitement for Marvel has been revived because yeah. the last couple of movies had not done it, especially yeah. Thor 4. I've been very hard on yeah. Thor 4. It just yeah. didn't do it for me. And poor Black Widow. I was like, if you'd have done this pre post Civil War and pre Infinity War, yeah. I think this movie would have been fantastic. But just did not work. He's like already that. dead. And, yeah. you know, in multiverse of madness you know as we've said like you're gonna give us that title the expectation was too high very high was extremely high but this season of loki partnered with the marvels that we saw this past weekend um has kind of reinvigorated my, my marvel uh excitement for what's next and kind of played with the okay this this saga can be good now obviously nothing i don't think anybody will ever say that like oh this was a better saga than the infinity saga because those you know that's just it started everything those were the first the original avengers all that stuff it was a lot more uh connected because Mm. there was this big plan the same people were sort of running things i think kevin feige is not as involved as he was Mm -hmm. at this point for whatever reason because there's a lot of disconnect it seems like and like we're not on the marvels yet but like just for example one criticism that i have is like what was the point of um the all the scroll stuff like what was the uh, Nick Fury show we just had Secret yes. Invasion. Like, was there no consequences or anything from that? Like, Nick Fury just lost people very close to him. A couple. Yes. He almost started World War Three, or yes. was a part of that anyway. And like, there he is cracking jokes about flirting cats in space. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. Seem like did seem like there was. It's almost as if, and even though this was done about the same time, like it, it's almost like, even though they both were filmed very, very linearly, very simultaneous, it seems like it's almost like, okay, we did Secret Invasion, we did Fury Solo Project. It, we don't yeah, like what was the did. point of it all? Like, now what? And, you know, maybe we're just, you know those answers just aren't there yet, and they're they're coming later, maybe. Because I don't know, it, but I just I hate this idea. We didn't of even like talk about you know spoiler alert. No reason. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They're not going to talk about Talos's death. I mean, he was a friend to both Nick and Carol. Exactly, Maria Hill. 
we're not going to talk about Maria's death. Like she, she, you got rid of her in episode one. And like, it's just like, we just kept going. Like, I feel like there was this moment that one thing that was missing from the Marvels was, I'm sorry about Talos. I, I, they told me about Talos. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Some sort of nod to the fact that like this whole, we know what's show going happened. on in our universe. Yeah. Like this whole show happened, but going from secret invasion to Loki season two. And now the Marvels, it's as if that show, no repercussions, no but, impact I mean, on, but again, it could be down the road. Minor detail though. Like the statue of Liberty was golden. Like it was in, yes. uh, no way home. Yes. So. It was golden. There was that. But so, anyway. um, and, and yeah, I mean, hopefully um, these answers may come down the road uh, or it may be a balk and they were just like a secret invasion. You know, we did it and probably should have done it at a different time. Um, maybe more after the first Captain Marvel, you could have done secret invasion, but I don't but know. Regarding Loki, here's what I'm still not super clear on now that loki has stepped up and he's become like the living loom holding all the branches together Mm -hmm. where is he who remains is he still dying at the end of time is sylvie still killing him in this this or whatever whatever (laughs) whatever, yeah like is that still a part of it or is that changed now I think it changed. I think it was basically Loki saying, I'll become the one that remains. And instead of one sacred timeline that I keep an eye on, I'm going to save as many as I can and hold on to them. And make so sure where is he die. who remains then? Where is he? Maybe he maybe the he who remains from the show is dead. Like didn't happen. Is just another variant of Kang that will be in this war. Because I would imagine that he who remains was the Kang the Conqueror, the one that won. As he said, like, I won. I beat all my variants and tricked them into this timeline. Um, however, then there's the Council of Kangs that we've seen who exiled the Kang, the Conqueror that's in Ant-Man 3. Right. And then something happens to him. I, I don't know if that killed him at the end or if he's just sucked into another wormhole or multiverse even or what. smaller uh, quantum realm. Yeah, and even more something. pocket dimension or something. I don't have an answer officially like, oh, his timeline's erased now, like that whole thing's erased, or if he's sitting on a timeline, or if this is the loom area where loki is maybe it's adjacent to the end of time quote unquote so he may still be alive he it it may come up in a future project where he realizes what's happened and he joins forces with his variants where he's like loki screwed me that could happen uh or he just ceased to exist maybe i don't know um i don't either that part was a little muddled for me. Um, I did stay pretty into it. Not really that confused most of the season. I, I 
pretty much understood most of what was happening uh, except for that. Most of the time I had to do a little rewatch, mm-hmm. but I think I'm, think I'm pretty good on it. I really want, when we talked about this, when I saw you in person the other day, uh, when I have the time, so it'll never happen, but I really want to just rewatch the whole thing, mm-hmm. starting with the first glorious purpose all mm-hmm. the way to the last glorious purpose episode. Okay. So it's only 12 episodes total, right? Yeah. Six per season. So yeah. maybe I can do that. But um, yeah, I, now that we know everything and we've got it all, I think one mm-hmm. consecutive watch, watch through of it um, would, would help a lot and make me appreciate it even more. Yes. So there was another question that a lot of people had is with uh, Ravona Renslayer, uh, her being uh, in the, the void that Loki ended up in near the end of la- the first season where he met his variants that had been pruned. She's in that same area where they fought a Lyoth, the yeah. eater or whatever. Yeah. Um, but as you said, as you saw behind her was a big pyramid that I can only imagine might be Rama Tut's pyramid. Mm-hmm. One of the Kang variants uh, or something from Moon Knight. But she found under her was the the seal of the TVA. Yeah. Um, so that confused me. Is that like a piece of the of something that was pruned at some point, or is that to show that this is a place where the TVA once stood? Mm-hmm. And that could be at it. a previous point in time. And all be. these other Loki's that got pruned throughout the process. Do they then are they there somewhere? Or there so, the ones that survived already. Uh, yeah. Graham's Loki died fighting a Lyoth, but right. Kid but Loki like, and other Loki should technically be there. But I mean, the Loki who pruned himself, like the one who was pruned, mm-hmm. that version who had been through the story up until that point, mm-hmm. he's now there at the end of the oh, time. Oh, no, that uh, after his pruning, instead of going to the end of time. He was sucked back into the prime timeline. Uh, if you remember when they meet OB and he's like, oh, that's time sh- slipping. He shouldn't be able to do that in the TVA. And he's like, yeah, I know, but he's doing it clearly. And he's like, so what we need to do is we need you to go do this thing in the loom. And we need you to be in this perfect p- spot at the right time. And after you've time slipped. A certain amount of time after you've time slipped. You have to be pruned. That will suck you back. Because I'll hit this button, and instead of going to the end of time, you'll be sucked back here, and hopefully that will cure the time slipping. But it didn't. Yes. Okay. It did not cure the time slipping. Gotcha. All right. So um, these new abilities that Loki has, uh, as you said, could be played with in keeping Loki Maybe he, Tom isn't allowed to say much right now. Maybe he's just mm-hmm. got a script because we know how strict Marvel is. Yeah, uh, with their NDAs and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, it might. I mean, and technically, it is a, a culmination of his four, these fourteen years because this Loki started fourteen years ago. That same Loki that started 14 years ago 
has had his glorious purpose. So yeah, technically he's not lying. It is a culmination of the last 14 years of work as that Loki. He still could have plenty more to give with this new character. So I don't know. Is there going to be a season three? I don't think there should be. I mean, how now that he's evolved into this version of himself, Mm -hmm. him running around with Mobius is just not going to work the same way. No, like he's on another level now. He has Unless it becomes a show like called the TVA or Sylvie. Yeah. Or something like that. You can continue the story and keep Loki where he is at his glorious purpose. Um, Well, allegedly, we will see Mobius in uh, Deadpool. So that'll be interesting. That's well, that's the rumor. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Um, There's. A lot of expectations being placed on uh, Deadpool 3, but I feel like when you say, okay, we're going to have a Deadpool movie, Deadpool fans are very passionate and, you know, going back to the first one, if you remember like, okay, they better get it right. They better get it right. And everyone loved it for the Mm -hmm. most part. The second one was great as well. So I have high hopes. I think there's, also this expectation but also i think that they've they'll probably do (laughs) uh a multiverse of madness better with this than they did with dr strange in the multiverse of madness yeah this one will probably be done a lot well it's clearly pulling most likely pulling from deadpool kills the the marvel universe I would imagine this is more Deadpool kills the Fox universe that's going to happen. Yeah, I've thought that too. But but what if the secret war or this war of timelines or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. coming is not the heroes versus King? What if it's one reality versus another like the x-men fox franchise the old school heroes versus the mcu heroes wow like civil war part two almost yeah yeah what if it's that sort of interdimensional war like wolverine could you imagine like if we had beast or wolverine against like bruce banner hulk or Chris's human torch facing Chris's Captain America. Exactly. Exactly. Like that'd be cool. That would be but cool. you know, it's also hard to be like, oh, I love all of these, you know, yeah. characters. And it's hard for me to try to root for one side, but it worked for Civil War. So, you know, why not? And then in the end, they're like, oh, wait, each other's not the bad guys. Here's this main bad guy. Now we have to join forces. I don't know. I mean, they could clearly, they could literally go in any direction. Almost eight, seven, eight months to wait, uh, which is probably the longest wait we've had between Marvel projects in a long time. So it's, it is going to be like the early days of phase one where it's like, ah, you got well, we are, the next one. we are getting what if season two supposedly by the end of the year. So like in oh, the that's next true. month or so we are getting what if season two and I yeah. would imagine it's, con- it's supposed to be continuous. So I would imagine and it'll then, also play with multiversal 
stuff Let's we're wearing. Echo... And there's supposed to be a whole show just about Marvel zombies. Yeah, What's I'm happening? not seeing anything about that like upcoming though. Um, Echo and Agatha are slated for next year as well, though. But they're shows. Yes, they okay. are. Which is, uh, man, Aubrey we've got so is many in Agatha. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. We've gotten so many new characters. And I just like wonder what they're going to like all the Eternals. We talked about that. We've got She-Hulk now. We've got Moon Knight. Daredevil. How are all these people? We've we've got this this Marvel roster now that we have been used to in comics. But having it's kind of like, you know, in this show, we kind of. We kind of parallel a lot of things to wrestling. WWE, AEW. Yeah, you know, like heels, faces, building that great bad guy. The payoff's going to be so great. We always talk about that, but one th- one thing that we are at now that we could probably compare it to is when you have too many people on the roster. Yeah, for a three hour show. Yeah, some people have to sit in the back of the catering. There's no way around it for months with nothing to do. Somebody's so, got to be the Zack Ryder. Yes. Somebody has to be the Dolph Ziggler. Yes. So we're now getting to this point where we have this massive roster that we're playing with and only so many IP forms to put them in. And can we, I mean, uh, imagine how expensive it was just those final 20 minutes of Endgame. Not just the, the sheer like set and technology, but every boot that was on the ground, mm-hmm. their contracts alone. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what makes those prices rise on how much it takes to make a movie these days is less about the effects that are going into it and more about the names that are in it. I guess so, at the same time, like, they probably don't think of it that way because I'm pretty sure when they sign their contracts, it's like you will make X number of appearances or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't matter if you're with 50 other A-list celebrities in that one shot, we've already got your contract set. So you're already paid. We're getting to this point where we do have this massive roster. So I look for this end of this multiversal phase, whether it be King Dynasty or Secret Wars, I look for a lot of deaths to happen again especially if they are characters that it's just not worked out. Like those stories are just not working out. Eternals. Maybe Ruffalo's done. You know, maybe he's like this, you know, I've told enough Hulk story. Now we have She-Hulk. He does have a son now too. Yeah. And yeah, now we have Scar. Anticipate we'll join up with uh, Kate and all all those people. Yeah. So I think that we are definitely, we're not, we're still at this very confusing realm, but I do think that within the next year or two, things will start falling into place better than the early aspects have been. I think that uh, the events of Loki and the Marvels, Mm -hmm. I think definitely lends itself to that. So I'm, 
optimistic about the future of Marvel. I know, mm. like we said, there's been the fatigue and there's been some uncertainty, like where are we going? Everything's sort of scattered and disconnected and stuff. And, you know, I feel it. I, I see it too. I get it. Yeah. But I, I think that the future is still looking good, especially once we get more of this X-Men, you know, yes. factor. So, yes. And, uh, Speaking of that, we are going to get to the Marvels after a quick break. Any last thoughts on Loki, my friend? Um, time travel, playing with time is so complicated, so hard to uh, use in storytelling and hard for the audience to follow sometimes, uh, depending on how it's done, or it is for me anyway. Um, I've, I've really struggled with a lot of keeping up with Loki. Mm -hmm. And where things were going and what was happening but um in the end i thought it was really exciting the ending was so epic um and overall it was really great and um although it was far more complex storytelling and, and overall i think probably more important to the overall mcu universe i still do not rank it higher than wandavision wandavision really? is still my number one of the Okay. Of the MCU shows, um, I don't think it's ever going to be dethroned. Okay. We'll see. But this one, Loki, overall is uh, number two for sure. Fantastic. Beautiful ending. If it's the end of Tom Hiddleston's run as Loki, and if it's the end of Loki, I will not be angry. Nope. Just a beautiful arc. If we get to see more uh, Tom Hiddleston and more Loki, then that's just gravy at this point. So I mm -hmm. uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. What did you all think? Let us know. Uh, hit us up Twitter at 30 and nerdy pod uh, using the hashtag Loki 30 and nerdy pod, any of those hashtags. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you or email us 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com. Let us know how you felt about Loki season two uh, and any ideas on which direction we're heading. Uh, we're going to step away and take a quick break. And when we get back first spoiler alert right now, we are going to be talking about the Marvels that dropped this past weekend. When 30 and Nerdy Podcast returns. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery, where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state. We are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend. And here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt. Here, you are the legend. Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Cerebral, Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our King Snake Bourbon Whiskey, our 120 proof White Corn Hammershine, or our number one seller, our Salted Caramel Whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed Spirit Collection. We have the AC-15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka 
a smooth, 80 proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum, a spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthem Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to kegandbottle.com. That's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, kegandbottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Rolling out, no worries, no cares. When the car came out of nowhere. That's when my whole world changed. Pills for the pain, medical bills insane. I was down, I was out, but I wasn't quite done. Called 546 The pain, yeah, we got you. You can't pay, yeah, we got you too. Boom. Turn your record to a check. The ones for you now call OEB Law. Boom. Turn your record to a check. We got your back now. Call OEB Law. What's up, guys? This is Logan, better known as The Rev of Rents on yours truly, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Exciting news coming to you because your boy now owns a business, and that business is Shane's Rib Shack in Georgia, McDonough, Highway 81, and we've got some delicious food. we got ribs. we got wings. We've got tendies. We've got boneless. We've got everything that you want. You like burgers? we got that, too. And I would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here, right here, at 30 Nerdy Podcast, and go and find me in Georgia and get some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always tell them that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise, my word right here, you mention 30 and Nerdy, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise because the reverence never breaks the promise. Hey, this is Danica Janelle from Talk Culture, and you are listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. We just finished discussion about Loki. Uh, we are moving on to the Marvels. Uh, so right here, right now, we are talking spoilers. You've got three, two, one. They've been warned. Juice, how did you feel about the Marvels? I thought it was great. I went in with probably fairly low expectations, mm -hmm. which might have helped. Um, but I will say it's like the first time in a while where I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that one again. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done that in a long time. I can't tell you the last time I repeated a Marvel movie, probably Spider-Man. Yeah, probably me too. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. From start the, to finish, I, the I, dynamic I, with the three women, yeah, it's fantastic. So good. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. If you pay attention to social media and the numbers and all that, 
it, it did not do well at the domestic box no, office. Not the domestic box office. It cleared forty-seven million dollars in its opening weekend at domestic box office, and a hundred and ten globally. The domestic numbers put it sadly as the lowest opening weekend for a Marvel movie doing worse than the Incredible Hulk. Sad. Incredible Hulk opened with 55 million uh and this one only squared 47. I've got a few reasons to this. A, money's tight. If we if we weren't members of this AMC thing, I definitely wouldn't be in seeing mo- multiple movies in a month or multiple movies back to back. Yeah. Um money's extremely tight right now. The theaters all around are suffering. Yes, numbers are great for things like horror movies and all that. Still, at the end of the day, it is expensive to go out. Whether it's going to the theater, going out to dinner, heck, getting your groceries for the month. It's just an expensive time to be alive right now. That's clearly going to hurt entertainment. B, I am somewhat of a Brie Larson apologist. Ever since she showed up in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, I have been a Brie Larson fan. Yeah. I, I, I like her. I, I do. like her. I know that there are a lot of people who don't. I'm sure there's a lot of actors and actresses people like that I can't stand. Sure. For instance, I'm not a big Jude Law fan, and people think I'm crazy, but I just, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's part of society. It's part of life. Sure. But Brie, sadly, has been at war <laughs> since the first Captain Marvel with toxic males. And sadly, in this country, especially in the area we live, toxic masculinity runs the household. Mm. If you if if fathers are, you know, I can't stand that Brie Larson. She's woke. The whole Marvel universe is woke. Disney is woke. You're not going to let you're not going to go see it. You're not going to let your kids go see it. That hurts their numbers. See, I think people went into this like they didn't market it nowhere near as much. As they marketed like Loki season two or multiverse of madness, or I mean, Marvel's definitely wasn't marketed as much as most Marvel's movies have been marketed. And they said they spent less money on marketing dollars. That hurts. It does. Uh, You would be surprised uh, how many people did not see anything for it. Because again, a, if you don't see it as a movie trailer or B, you're not following these social sites. These kind of things don't play on streaming platforms. You don't get commercials on a lot of streaming platforms. And that's where most of the general audience is today. Yeah. Like if you're streaming on the Peacock to watch SummerSlam, you're not getting Marvel's commercials. Mm -hmm. If you're streaming Secession at the cheapest rate on HBO Max, those commercials aren't Marvel commercials. So... Commercials just aren't seen as much as they used to be because, A, we're streaming. We're not on cable television as much as we are. And, you know, I don't know if it was a YouTube ad or or not. I don't know how that works. um, But I'll also say, like, granted, I spend the majority of my time with teenagers and I don't really talk to a lot of adults because mm -hmm. I'm always with the kids. Yeah. Uh, You know, among the, marvel 
superhero fans of the kids like there was not a lot of talk about this one like a couple of kids asked me if i was going and i said yeah they just didn't seem to have a lot of interest in it so mm-hmm. yeah there there was not much hype going into it two of the figures that you are banking on and continuing stories of are from shows not movies kamala with yeah. miss marvel a show rambo from WandaVision, yes. a show. And I thought about that, but I will say, especially with Kamala, they did a really good job. Like, even if you had mm-hmm. not seen the show, you've got an idea of who she is yeah. real quick, really. Right off the bat. So I think they covered that well. And really with Monica, too, there wasn't a whole lot yeah. to that. Like, oh, you have powers now? Yeah, I went through Witch's Hex. Oh, mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. What more so, do you need with her? I think there were a lot of, there were a lot of things working against the Marvels. Uh, sadly and yeah. and plus i think there is a lot on how to word this without saying certain things there is a lot working against many disney properties right now yes yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of entertainment yeah. so i think that a lot of disney properties will struggle for the next little bit mainly well, because for, for disney struggle for disney and see, that's the thing. It's like this is considered bad at $47 million in the opening weekend. Like some of the movies we have covered from like the 90s, the early 2000s, they'd love to have had $47 million yeah. at the domestic box office. I mean, I think there's a lot working against the Marvels right now, including Brie haters. Disney haters, Marvel haters, uh, some fatigue maybe, and maybe some mismarketing on this. I really think that uh, they could have marketed a lot better. Actually, I think that the strike hurt it, you know, because they couldn't that, I talk thought about, about that. It. That could be, yeah. They couldn't Definitely. talk about it on talk shows, at Comic-Cons, anything. Yeah. They couldn't tweet about it. They couldn't post on their social medias about it. The strike really hurt, and and I think we're going to see for a couple years at least affects the 120-day strike will affect far more than 120 days of entertainment. I would imagine so. Television. I mean, we're not getting, you know, a lot of new Mm -hmm. shows for who knows how long. Um, A show that I have really loved and kept up with is Abbott elementary. And I mean, I don't know when we'll get to see that again, because they've not mm-hmm. been able to do it. I'm glad it all worked out and we'll be getting back to normal eventually. And I think that we also had a, let's say stunted introduction to the multiverse saga. That's the word I use. Sure. Stunted introduction to this new saga. Sure. And that carries over. Some people might have been like, you know, I didn't like Thor 4. I didn't like Black Widow. I didn't like Multiverse of Madness. Why would I go see the Marvels? You know, like I've just been less, I've been less than impressed with what Marvel's put out in movies in the last. So why would I go to the Marvels? I can just wait until it comes on Disney Plus. That stuff like that. That's very valid. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And what I'm seeing online in comments and I know that we're like, don't read the comments, don't read the comments, yeah. don't read the comments. But in every post that I've seen about the Marvel's less than stellar box office opening for the weekend, 
were in the most of the comments though going, what is your all's problem? I enjoyed it. Like why, what's, where's the hate coming from? I enjoyed it. I took my family. We enjoyed it. Like why, why did y'all not go see it? I've actually seen less toxic comments in these and more for the first time in forever. And more people saying like, I don't understand why people didn't go see it because we liked it. And I, I just think there's so much working against this and it's not just the Marvels. I think it might be a good thing that we have a little bit of a break for a little while. Yeah. Until Deadpool three, because I think this less than stellar start, the strike, some fatigue finances, I think so much is working against entertainment in general right now. And, and I think the Marvel suffered for it. And Deadpool is also one of those titles that will pull in people that all of the others won't. Because yes. I think there's got to be a following out there that are specifically solely just Deadpool fans. Yes. Or more fans of the Fox yeah. side of things, mm -hmm. surely. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that I loved about this movie, man, is it was less than two hours long. Yes. You said going into it, you said, oh, I heard this was like the shortest Marvel movie in a long time. And I was kind of like, sweet, yeah. <laughs> because it's hard for me to sit through long Even, movies. We went it's to a really 630 hard. movie, man. And yeah. I was still like, and plus this time of year when it's getting dark, yeah, at five, 530, it's dark when it was dark when we got there. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're oh, old, man. we're old men. It makes yeah. it. It's just, it changes everything. Yeah. But the fact that it was less than two hours. It made it have to be exciting the entire time. There, there was, was never no room a lull. for lull. Yes. No room for lull in a less yes. than two hour movie. Yep. So bravo to that decision. Uh, that made me like it more that I wasn't there for two and a half hours. And, and like, like, that's the thing is I can love something. And at this point be like, all right, this is too long. Marvel is either really, really good at the comedy components or really not so good. Like in Thor four. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not a Thor four hater. Like I know most people don't like it, whatever. I thought there was a lot of things about it that were great. Like the whole scene with um, Zeus and the, the mm -hmm. all that. I liked all that. I think the uh, villain was fantastic. Yes. One of the more terrifying villains we've ever had. Some of the humor was not so great and oh, like yes. annoying, like the screaming goats. Everybody, I hate people loved those things, and I was like, oh, the, the hammer jokes like yeah. ran into the ground. Um, and I, I, I really liked the opening, the, the guardians, yeah, the little crossover yeah. thing. I that loved cool. all that too. There's a lot of good stuff about Thor 4. Mm -hmm. This one was like the right amount of funny, the mm -hmm. humor worked. This girl, uh, what, what's her name, Iman that plays Kamala. yeah, Iman that plays Kamala. She is so funny, you can tell watching her. This girl is, she's living out her dream. She's having the time of her life and it's carrying over into the work she's doing in her performance. And it made it therefore fun for the audience to watch her. Yes. I loved every second of her in this. I loved Brie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in love with Brie Larson. Come out. Ever since Scott care. Pilgrim. Um, you know, like, obviously I noticed her in Scott Pilgrim and I noticed her when she became Captain Marvel and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I know. But like this one, for some reason, I was all about me some Brie Larson and the I know she can sing and everything. But the singing scene, I think for a lot of people, that's going to be their screaming goats. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was so stupid. I hated the singing language planet. I kind of liked it. It was I like a it. five whole minutes. It's not like they ran it yeah. into the ground. It was cool. It was funny. I liked it. And Brie Larson got to sing and it was beautiful and she was beautiful and I'm in love with her. And in this moment was like, it might be a smaller uh, population that thinks this, but I was like, I could live on that planet. Ugh. Uh, I don't the know musical that I theater nerd in me, no. I was like, I wish life was more like that. Like, no. I wish we had to sing what we wanted to well, say. It was a lot more cheerful and yeah. joyful. But I was like, yeah. that, that's brilliant. That's so no, cool. That would, that would run on my nerves after a while. <laughs> that was fun. The flurkin stuff was funny. The fact that in this herding cats scene, they're playing memory from memory. cats. Brilliant. Way. So the brilliant. Streisand version. Yeah. It I great. know. It's just. It was I, a little silly. A little like, cheesy. The cheesy for me was like, it was like an army of ants in it, Quantum Mania. I like, didn't I, find that that's, silly, though. I found that silly. I was like, that, okay. That made sense in the in that world, like where you're already shrinking stuff down yeah. and quantum realm and stuff that worked for me. I had no issues with that at all. And plus it's an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. And I know, but part of me was just like the, maybe it was the timing of it. The, the war horn that blew before it happened. I, was I like, just can't uh. understand how those people magically fit in those tiny little cats. Like, how does that, are they sitting in like an alternate? It's like realm? a little pocket dimension, like dimension, a little maybe? pocket. Dim- yeah. Like a Mary Poppins purse. Right. I'm quite possibly. I'm going to oh Google. Let's look up flurkins and yeah, see what flirkins. information we can find. Flurkin are alien creatures resembling Earth's cats in appearance and behavior. They reproduce by laying up to 117 eggs and possess many tentacles that can extend from their mouths. Their bodies also hold pocket realities, bubbles of space and time that exist in other worlds. Wow. There we go. Question answered in the first paragraph. But though, like, where do they know where these other realities are? Do they send know. them to a intentional place? Possibly. Is it random? Like, what if they're sending them to somewhere even worse? Like hell. Like <laughs> hell. <laughs> I just thought the movie was funny and enjoyable and entertaining. And the dynamic was great. Fury's dynamic was great with them. Kamala's parents dynamic and family dynamic was great. The subplot of Monica's mom, the little bit of that, that played um, the dark story that we got to see play out with Captain Marvel. The fact that she thought she was doing the right thing and she almost destroyed an entire civilization in the process, that haunting thing that she had hoped to never talk about again, and then her redemption of it. The fact that she did, in turn, keep the promise to the villain who ended up turning on her and almost killing poor Kamala. (laughs) You know, it was sort of an easy fix, though. Like, oh, by the way, you can fix this just by doing that. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And then I'll go do it. We'll just fly into the sun. Yeah. Who was it that told her she could do that? Monica knew that. Monica, Monica is the one who told her that. Okay, so nobody knew but Monica. I guess that's mm-hmm. fair. And the whole, like, the fact that we see a flashback where Carol did come back at one point to basically mm-hmm. say bye to 
to Mar- to Maria Rambo. Yeah. And Monica didn't know that she had had done that. You know, I mean, I just think it was great. I thought it was very enjoyable. Uh, I enjoyed it more than a lot of the comic book films that I'd seen in the last year or so. It's kind of like yeah. Blue, I enjoyed Blue Beetle for the same reasons. You know, that family dynamic was great, fun, yeah. great action, not too long, just great. Yeah. You know? Didn't really love the villain. Yeah. She was just kind of eh. She was. She wasn't as strong. And- a villain as like maybe it was a mixture of and well and you told me before we started was this is loki's this is tom hiddleston's girlfriend yeah Uh, well fiance fiance yes fiance i don't think her performance was bad it's just i didn't i didn't think she packed as much a punch as a lot of villains have i didn't understand i mean i guess i partially understood the whole they gave her this alternate option and like had a plan and then she still turned like she still was just like no i was like oh you know i I thought that that would fix it but this villain still i don't know i guess she was like like i said before we started i guess she was a a a former what ronan was accusers yeah that's she was carrying the same hammer yeah the same hammer but yeah this villain didn't pack the the punch that some Marvel villains tend to do or comic book villains tend to do. But, you know, I had didn't read a lot of Captain Marvel, so maybe she is a decent villain from the, the lore. So I don't, I don't know. think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. But, you know, other than that, uh, the villain was a little weak for us, but it, we enjoyed the movie. I mean, very much so. I do recommend it. You know, I, 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 think, it was, I think it was great. Absolutely. And and we've been very honest about our opinions on yeah on comic book movies and just movies mm-hmm. in general. So uh, I think it's great. It was enjoyable. And I had fun. I didn't leave. At the end uh, of the day, though, fire. like if, if it's a superhero movie, if it's a comic book movie, yeah, we're still gonna like enjoy the experience. We might have issues with it, almost always, but we're most likely ninety nine percent of the time we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Aspects of it. Yeah. It's hard for me not to enjoy the superhero movie. I think uh, I've only walked out of one movie my entire life, and that was that one Fantastic Four movie that we don't talk about that Michael B. Jordan was in. Uh, I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. I walked out of that. I definitely fell asleep on the couch watching it, so I haven't even seen the whole thing. Sorry. But it was what I did see, it was like, No thanks. Not as not as uh, black was better. Why 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 couldn't uh, why couldn't those be the the characters who were pruned? I know, right? Why couldn't we prune that one? We'll we'll keep all the others. I guess with Wanda, quote unquote, being gone. Yeah, allegedly. Um, this is the red stone. It's the reality stone. This whole full circle that Loki's come with. This ending, this green ending, time stone. Mm. There's still somewhat resemblance, semblances of the infinity stones, even though they've been destroyed to atoms, even though they're living in the quantum realm as real as characters in Ant Man 3. Did you notice that when you watched Ant Man 3? Did you not notice no. that? You remember no. when Thanos said that 
he reduced them to atoms. Gone. Yeah. I reduced them to atoms. When they're being questioned by the jelly, drink the red jelly, drink the red jelly in quantum man. Right, right, right. You see all these little characters that are just these diamonds, these stone-like fragments as their heads, and they're the colors of the infinity stones. Yep. Just like That's, bodies. Yep. Yep. They're, the, they're the the stones he reduced to atoms. Yeah. Yeah. Just live go Google characters it. in Quantum Mania. It's that. It's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That's pretty smart. That's cool. That was smart. So, any final thoughts on the Marvels, my friend? Yeah. The uh, ending scenes and the post credit scenes. Oh, yeah. Are How can we not talk about the post credit scenes? Top notch stuff here. So we get the sort of, it's basically meant to replicate the Nick Fury, Tony Stark conversation, even same quotes, like you're about to, you're becoming a part of a Did you think you were the only young superhero? Yeah. Your whole life is about to get Awkward, clumsy, little uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, I loved it. Kate Bishop. It was Uh, a really cool interaction. She's trying to be cool. She's like, yeah, I want you to be on the team. Please. Please. I love that. I love that that is a direction, another direction we're heading as well. So Young Avengers, potential teammates here. So those two, Cassie Lang, Cassie we've Lang. got uh, Black Widow's sister. Yes, Elena. We've got Hulk's son. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, we met, Scarlet uh, Witch's kids. Yeah. Wiccan and what? Uh, fastball yeah we also met um uh the kid who goes on to be a patriot we met him in falcon and winter soldier um we've got i don't know how it would work but kid loki made an appearance we We did make we did make kid loki so iron heart the the iron heart yeah and unlikely not gonna get my hopes up but spider-man yeah maybe or miles or miles true true so because we already know we are getting a lot of action miles soon decently but soon. we also know that these post-credit scenes sometimes don't pay off for several years that's true or sometimes at all we sometimes never like dr strange post-credit scene yeah the first one <laughs> still yeah. to this day has not paid off <laughs> so then the then the actual post credit scene, we find, oh, a Monica Rambo waking up in a white room that seemed familiar to you at first. It did, and I sort of jumped, and I was like, you "No, no, you, you jump." And then we see her mom. It looks like her mom, uh, and there's this this emotional reunion. She's like, "Mom, I missed you, mom," and she goes, "Mom." It's clearly Maria Rambo, a variant of Maria Rambo. Um, and it looks like that she is the Captain Marvel of this reality. But she is with a certain blue mutant in this post credit scene that we get to see. When we heard the voice, yeah. I immediately was like, oh my 
God. We did the thing, man. We did the thing where we smack each other and like yes. grab a hold of each other. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, something big is happening <laughs> when, when we, we do smack that. And I, I, out of the corner of my eye, I could just see Maddie wa- looking at us. Just what like it taking it all in. Just like, God, they're so excited. <laughs> and in walks a very well done, very animated style. Totally like from, CG. Yes, but like the cartoon beast. Yeah. Not the yeah. beast from X-Men 3, not the beast from first class. This beast is clearly like 97 beast. So he walks in with his white coat looking great and and asks about the patient and says, Charles wants an update. And it's it's grammar voicing him. Yes. So I don't know. What does it mean? <laughs> um, I hope that this is a, a post-credit scene that we don't have to wait years for. Um, I I'm hope hoping that, that it pays it off in Deadpool. Yes, I'm hoping that like, we get this reality in Deadpool so we can see some more X-Men by God. This this could be the beast of the, un- the Deadpool yeah. universe where we've yeah. really not seen many of the X-Men. We saw no. behind a door one time as a yeah. joke. I don't know if that'll count, but like, could it be? Yeah. I mean, and plus this is, this is... And Hank even said, like, well, no, clearly you came from another reality. But, but that's impossible. But that's impossible. Um, and her this variant of her mom is dressed in this interesting attire. And uh, binary. Um, yeah, she's binary. like a really new character, like yes. in the last couple years or so. Yeah. So I don't know a ton about her, but essentially, yeah, she's like Captain Marvel, more or less. Yeah. So I'm wondering if she's not captain marvel literally in every other universe because didn't she say something like oh it should have been you who got the powers she's like no i don't want to be anything and she was captain marvel in uh what was the the illuminati three four or something like that the the one from dr strange from dr strange she was the captain marvel of that universe now did she get squished by the rocks yes yeah yeah and we never got a code name for Monica, but mostly the code name she goes by is Photon. Yeah. There's another one she goes by, but I can't remember it as much. But Photon is uh, yeah. what Monica Rambo. I think didn't she also go by Miss or Captain Marvel? Uh yeah. Monica Rambo, Captain Marvel, Photon, Pulsar, and Spectrum. Pulsar. Spectrum. 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 Uh so yeah, she's had a few monikers. Um, this this very well hopefully could be a thing in Deadpool three. I, ho- I hope so. Uh, the Beast cameo was great. It was awesome. The name drop of Charles. I mean, we clearly immediately think of Sir Patrick Stewart, but bro, bro, what if Brie Larson is rogue in that universe? Because there's that's, some storyline where rogue. That's how like, rogue gets her powers. Like, yeah, no, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel gets her powers from Rogue or something like that. Yeah, no, Rogue something. Rogue absorbs Captain Marvel. Yeah, and some of it like stuck with her. Yeah, the flying. Yeah, something like that. I mean, what if they make a nod to that connection and she's Rogue? She could do it. Yeah. Sugar. What if we yeah. could gambit? Do the what ifs. 
after <sighs> the post credit scene. Now, wait a minute. Are we not supposed to get that reboot of the animated series? Yeah, 97. X-Men 97 comes out. Is that this I year? I see it listed on anything. It says an upcoming television series. Uh, Maybe the, all details have changed since the strike. Maybe they have to find the new. I do know that James Gunn released that they are able to keep their Superman release. So, X-Men 97 is believed to not be set within the Marvel Studios shared universe. Since mm. it contains storylines from the original series. Mm. Uh, second season had already begun. Work on a second season had already begun by July 2022. What? Then where's the first season? They couldn't drop. Oh, release. Uh, X-Men 97 will premiere on Disney Plus in early 2024 and will consist of 10 episodes. It was originally scheduled to be released in late 2023. So a few more months. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Sweet. So yeah, after that post credit scene, man, the what ifs and the hopefullys and the maybes has just skyrocketed exponentially now. Then Marvel does continue to do that. Like just when you think that you know a direction we're heading or you expect like, ah, oh, this post credit scene will probably just be like another Captain Marvel post credit scene or boom. Then they drop freaking beast with binary. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy. The things that could, could come our way. And that's the kind of stuff that I was talking about. Like between Loki season two, the Marvel's movie and it's post credit scene. Now I'm a little reinvigorated. Like, okay, okay. Now I'm back. Now you've got me. Now let's keep this momentum. Deadpool three better be freaking phenomenal. Now. I also don't want to go in as highly ex- with as high expectations as I did for Multiverse of Madness. Just in case. Yeah. It's a little let down with that title. Because with that title, I'm expecting to see Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm expecting to see yeah. a lot. I just don't see how it couldn't be a hit. But yeah. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on the Marvels? Give it a chance. Go see it. Absolutely. Go see it. Let us know what you think. This has been a great episode. Where do you all think we're heading? Let us know in the comments. Do you avid comic readers, the ones who have read absolutely every bit of literature out there in the Marvel universe, or at least definitely more than we have, do you have a little inside knowledge? on where they're pulling from. Where are we going? Let us know. Tip, Leave us a tip on where we're possibly going. I'm looking at you, Ken M. Yeah. Let we're us in know. our 30s, and we're, we're, we're old we're, and tired. We don't have time to keep up with these things anymore. And, and Help. I, I read most of my comics were X-Men. So, like, a lot of this other Marvel stuff, I didn't read a lot of Avengers and... Captain Marvel. I definitely didn't read Guardians of the Galaxy. So when it comes to X-Men, I can tell you stuff, but but let us know. Drop a dime to your your friends over here at 30 Nerdy Podcast, Ken M. Let us know where you think they're going. Thank you for tuning in each episode. Y'all are fantastic. 
Juice, I hope you have a great week at work. Yeah, you you too, buddy. Will do. Will do. Be safe out there, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. Be kind. And as always, cheers to you. Adios. Two dudes who met back in college Nobody loved pop culture more So they started a podcast to talk all about it And 30 and Nerdy was born Oh, 30 and Nerdy was born You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher Or movies like Lord of the Rings And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel While Tyler goes more for DC Yes, Tyler goes more for DC Now come, come, one and all Nerd up or shut up, just answer the call To be part of our journey into magical worlds Join us and cheers to ya nerds Join us and cheers to ya nerds